It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. Welcome in on a Tuesday. We're back and ready. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Thanks for being here. I appreciate that. Hope you've had a solid day. We'll make it happen here a little bit. Let's have a little fun. Thought-provoking sports talk. Your sports, your show. Local, regional, national. We'll cover it all here on the Nate Brown Show. South Dakota Sports Talk Show back on Fox Sports Rapid City. Brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care. Our official urgent care. When me and my family get sick, we get into Black Hills Urgent Care. Two locations on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road on the west side, Bacon Park. No appointment needed. They're open seven days a week. Great care in Black Hills Urgent Care now. Allows you to also schedule on your phone if you want to get right in. No wait in the lobby. I do it right there at bhucare.com with the letter U, bhucare.com. If you need care, get to Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. South Dakota Sports Talk Show live and ready, 1067 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Also join us online, foxsportsrapidcity.com. A lot of ways you can watch as well on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Bring us up there, follow us, and watch the uh, welcome in studio, at Nate Brown Show on Twitter, and the Nate Brown Show on YouTube. So you got it covered. We're live now, and remember the podcast is always out there as well. Yesterday, we had the news come out that Rapid City Central head football coach Neil Cruz is stepping down, resigning after three seasons. That reaction yesterday on the podcast, which is out there, now live reaction on an interview with Neil Cruz, his first interview since the news. We'll have him on here in about 20 minutes. So that'll get us started on the Tuesday show. Let's look at the guest lineup. Neil Cruz joins us, former Rapid City Central head football coach. His reaction why he's uh, going where he's going, what's happening, and the state of the program. Cobbler head football coach Neil Cruz straight ahead. Then on the national side, Thor Nystrom joins us, a college football analyst, betting pro, score north, covers the Vikings as well. Thor Nystrom on the way, we'll hit it. Jake Sorensen live from Lincoln, Nebraska, getting a pretty big deal when it comes on the recruiting trail. Pretty big story, I think, on the recruiting trail for the Huskers. And the factor is the Mickey Joseph factor. Mickey Joseph as the interim head coach. Was this the win um, for Mickey Joseph? What does this all mean when you get a player like this on the recruiting trail and this interim status? What's the story? We'll talk to Jake Sorensen, 93-7, the ticket out of Lincoln. He's live straight ahead talking Huskers tonight. And then over to Sioux Falls, East River meets West River tonight. Craig Maddock joins us, SDPB Sports. He is live in Vermilion tonight, actually, getting set you know, closer and closer to the state football championships at the Dome. A few weeks out, we'll talk to Craig Maddox straight ahead, SDPB Sports. Join the program, 720-1067 if you want in, 720-1067. Live studio line, your calls will get you on. And the Barron's Wilson text line, same number. You can text the show, 720-1067. So now you know we are good to go. So yesterday, I got thinking about this, and I wanted to... Bring this into the show. Bring it into our question of the day as we start the show today. I, I was thinking about this. We know Rapid City Central High School football has struggled winning as many games as other programs. Okay? And a lot of folks texted in yesterday. When I asked the question yesterday, the question was, how do you turn around 
a football program like that? I asked that question to the audience, and many of you sent in text messages and called, and some said, well, it's this, it's that, it, it's this. What about the middle school stuff? What about, you know, the, the you know, dynamic coaching? And, and there's all sorts of reasons, right? So that's what I asked uh, yesterday on this show is when I, when I heard Neil Cruz was resigning. I said, what do you have to do to get a football program that has struggled Last three years, 2-24, and 24, but their last winning season at Central was 2006. I mean, that's a long stretch of really rough uh, numbers in the win category. And I got to thinking about this over the last day or so. I asked yesterday, how do you turn a program around? I don't know if there – there's not one right answer. There's not one right answer – but I wonder if there's a way that can help a program turn around. And I wonder if there's any thought about this in South Dakota high school football. I wonder if there's any legitimate thoughts about this. Because there are examples back East River of teams that were struggling. They can't beat uh, the teams anymore. They're struggling in the win column. And some of the teams here in South Dakota high school football get to go down and play in a lower class. And if you don't believe me, the, the example is Watertown and Aberdeen Central, just in the past two years, they've gotten to go from the big school class down to the 11 AA class. And it wasn't based on, well, their enrollment numbers put them in AA. It wasn't based on that. That's how we do things in South Dakota. 99% of the time, you got to have the enrollment numbers. Well, if your enrollment's lower, you get in the 11 AA. If your enrollment's a certain number, you get in 11 AAA. That's how the classes are broken out. But in this case, over the last two years, and I've talked about it on the show a little bit, maybe not as much as I should, Aberdeen Central and Watertown were in the big school class. The numbers at their schools would still put them in the big school class. But we tweaked that a little bit. We tweaked it just a little bit to allow Watertown and Aberdeen Central to get into 11 AA a couple of years ago. We tweaked the numbers looking at it going, well, they're, they're on the verge there. They're, they're some of the lowest numbers in AAA. And so let's tweak that number a little bit, and then they get in AA. And now Aberdeen Central and Watertown are pretty big schools in 11 AA. The reason I bring that up, if you think about how do you uh, turn around a football program that has really been struggling, don't you have to win some games, get some confidence, build a program? Football is about numbers. It's about culture. It's about depth. It's not going to change very drastically sometimes in one year. And this is something that Rapid City Central has struggled with for years and years is the consistency, the consistency to compete. So what I'm asking is, would you vote as they did a couple of years ago for Watertown and Aberdeen Central to go to the low class, to go to the double-A class? Would you vote for that if you had this vote in South Dakota high school football? Would you say Rapid City Central could go down to 11 double-A? That's what I want to know. Why is it? Is that a um, is that a wild idea? Rapid City Central hasn't had a winning football season since 2006. 
This isn't something that's just going to turn around overnight. This is something that um, these ESD schools, when I see ESD, Mitchells, Piers, okay, these schools, Huron, Brookings, when I say these schools, these are the schools that said we can't compete with the, the big powers of Sioux Falls. We can't compete with the powerhouse programs in Sioux Falls, so we need our own class. That happened years and years ago. They got their own class. Well, why is it uh, one thing we look at Rapid City Central and we just say, well, based on their numbers, based on their numbers, they should have a good football team. Based on their school numbers, they should have a good football team. Well, based on Watertown's numbers and Aberdeen Central's numbers, they should have a team that can compete in AAA too. They're not as big as Rapid City Central, I get it, but they've had more football success. They've had better football numbers. I'm not looking at, you know, we, we get tied up in the school enrollment tells you how good your football team is going to be. School enrollment tells you how good your football team is going to be. And that's the mistake. That's the mistake. Rapid City Central's football numbers are smaller than Watertown's. They're smaller than Aberdeen Central's. So my question is, why, why can we do it for some schools? We look, well, we're struggling. Aberdeen Central and Watertown, they couldn't win as much as they used to. They're struggling. They got to go to a double A. Why can we do it for some schools and not for others? That's my question. I think it's fair. I think it's fair to discuss. Rapid City Central is not a place where they're going to be competing with the Sioux Falls schools. Anytime soon, I don't think. I'll ask Neil Cruz this question next. The, the former head coach at Central who resigned yesterday is going to join us in his first interview coming up here soon. I'll ask him what he thinks. What if Rapid City Central got to play in a, a couple of year cycles in 11 AA? What if they got more wins? Would that help? I think it would. But we let some schools do it, but not others. It's a slippery slope. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. Well, I've been around coaching quite a while, and I think I know the rules a little bit. It's the top six plus one. Oh, Gorman, I don't care if we had a 10 they would petition up. Yeah, they do. Yep. yep, they do. Yep. You know, we can't. We're one of the top six in enrollment. There's no way you can move them down. My God, why don't we just break out a bunch of little gold medals? Well, no, fake my, gold. My point In is, part, no, let you me know finish, my point. Please. You know my point. I know your point, but Nate, let's quit being let's let's quit being. I don't know. I'm just going to use the sissies because I may offend somebody <laughs> if I use a male or a female. I'm just saying, Nate. My God, Nate. When we jumped into Panama, I was a, one of eleven on my team. All right, we were there six hours before everybody else came. Did we run and hide? Hell no. We charged. We yelled on the way down from 500 foot. I'm just saying, my God, what's with the participation? No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, I say you can look at it and you say enrollment numbers should make you a good football team, and I don't believe that. I do not believe that. Oh. Thank you. Maybe we should look at administration. Maybe I think Cruz, and I'm just not saying that because he's coming up next. I told you I know his dad. I think that guy's a heck of a coach. 
But when you got 20 kids out on your football team, what are you going to do? I'm just saying, you need to look deep. Maybe we need to make sweeping changes. And let's not put Stevens like they're on a winning streak, okay? No, they're not. They're They've not. been just no. as bad. They've been just as bad as Central since 2010. All right, buddy. I got hey, you. I got you. Hey, I, I think I we should, I think we should talk you? about it. Sure. I think you should, but you need to look inside that building. You need to look inside all the buildings. What, what is our message we're giving to athletes? Let me tell you a story. I know a coach. He's a Hall of Fame wrestler. He showed up in middle school and high school lunchrooms the past week. Nate, this guy signed up 80 kids. You know what? They're all female, Nate. 80 female wrestlers want to compete in high school. We don't even have coaches for that. We don't have wrestling rooms for that. I like it. No, I like Nate, it, though. 80 kids. All right. 60 of them never wrestled before, Nate. All right. 65, you know? I like I like but hearing that. 50, All right, buddy. I do, too. I think there's going to be some uproar because we don't have the facilities for girls wrestling, and it's a sanctioned sport. That's kind of crazy. It is a sanctioned That's sport. Title IX. Yeah, we'll take a look at that. I appreciate it's it. Title nine. Thanks yep. for getting in. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, girls wrestling, by the way, brand new and, and a sanctioned sport and uh, expanding. Um, here, Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Rapid City Central has big enrollment. Their football program has struggled. I will maintain enrollment does not correlate to football success. It does not. Peer is not the biggest school in 11 AA. <laughs> I just told you, Watertown and Aberdeen Central dropped into AA. They were AAA. Their enrollment numbers, they were AAA. But they were struggling. So, yeah, yeah let's try them at AA. Yeah, we just want to continue to, you know, build our program and, and win. I understand that. I'm not making fun of it. I, I hear the coaches out there. They say, we want to we want to get kids out and keep kids excited, so we need to, you know, compete at a different level. I believe it's a legitimate question to ask when you've had a struggle for years and years and years of relegation in South Dakota high school football. There are states that are doing it right next door. North Dakota's tried it out. North Dakota is trying it out. Teams that are struggling, struggling, struggling on a two-year cycle, they go down a class. Teams that have won and won and won, they go up a class. It's not like you have to do something magical and reinvent the wheel. So my deal is if Watertown and Aberdeen Central get to do it because their football program struggled, it's not based on enrollment. Don't worry about that. They didn't base that on enrollment, that argument. They based that on we were really struggling. And they got to uh, get into double-A football. Tweaked some numbers there on the enrollment side, meaning the classification numbers, and it's all good. Enrollment doesn't decipher who has the best football team. And my question is, would Rapid City Central benefit from double-A? And let me give you uh, an example. Why I think it would be smart. Do we have to travel back to Sioux Falls three and four times a year? I mean, is that is that something that we want to do? Whether that's you, the taxpayer, the, the school budget, we want to go back to Sioux Falls three or four times a year? Taking the football team back there, it's a rough outing. I mean, it's a rough go for everybody. Or do you think in double-A we should stick around here and play Sturgis, Spearfish, 
Douglas, and, of course, Rapid City Stevens. You could fill that schedule without the Harrisburgs and Roosevelts and Jeffersons. You could fill it if you're Rapid City Central, and now you've got a schedule that makes sense for your school, makes sense for your program. Why, sh why is Rapid City Central not playing Sturgis, Douglas, Spearfish? They used to. But now they're not because we have the, well, we, we got AAA and we got, we got AA. And, you know, the teams in AA are the ESD schools because they couldn't compete anymore. But teams that can't compete now, well, we're just got to, sorry, you, you just got to stay in your own class. Sorry. That's, I, don't, I don't think that's the answer. So let's go to the question of the day. Let's see what you say. Since Watertown and Aberdeen Central were allowed to move down to AA football, if you had a vote today... Would you vote for Rapid City Central to move down to double-A? Yes, it would help their program rebuild, or no, sorry, you have to stay triple-A. Just because of the enrollment factor. My argument has been the enrollment is what it is. It does not correlate to football success. It's the only, it's, it's the only factor. You're sitting here looking at it, you're going... Well, we're so so fixated on enrollment in football, yet some of these schools in AA basketball, well, they can compete. Well, Nate, you don't need as many players in basketball. Yeah, but you still need numbers. You still need athletes. We look at the enrollment piece in football, and it's the end-all, be-all, and it's not working for programs to build. The good programs are getting better. The, the tough programs are getting worse. It seems like it's getting worse. The numbers keep going down. What would you vote? 720-1067 on the Nate Brown Show. Question of the day. Watertown and Aberdeen Central just moved down a couple of years ago. They were AAA schools. They didn't all of a sudden lose a bunch of enrollment. It was just, uh, you know, a little shift. A little shift. So they get to go AA football. Would Rapid City Central benefit from a move down to double-A? My question is a couple of different ways. Rebuilding the program and playing rivals around this area. For fans, for travel, for the budget, for rivalries. Um, I, I like this. This is an interesting vote. This is an interesting vote. 68% um, of you say, yes, you would vote for Rapid City Central to move down to double-A football. It would help the program rebuild. 68% of you. 32% say, no, keep them in AAA. Sorry. 720-1067 is the number if you want to get in. Um, let's see. Why not combine Stevens and Central? <laughs> that, uh, we're talking football? Uh, let's see. It would save the school district a lot of money. Trips back to Sioux Falls. It's not like Central has a ton of players. Numbers are shrinking. Yeah, I, you just can't do that. Um, my my deal is when you when you have the separate schools, you have the separate programs. You got to keep it that way. There's a better place for these programs to play. And I'm not, and I'm bringing Rapid City Central up because it's in the news this week. This isn't the first time I've discussed ideas like this. I've talked with the Activities Association myself. And I've said, would you think about this? They see other states doing it. They're not ready to do it now, but it's a worth a discussion. Programs that are really struggling. Kids want to play football, but if you're in a program that hasn't won since 2006, 
It's it's a really tough job for a guy like Neil Cruz or whoever comes in at Rapid City Central. I mean, that is a tough job. Um, listener text, why are they afraid of lowering them in class? Well, I don't think they're afraid of it. They're just trying to tell you enrollment's the answer. Enrollment's the only rule we're going to use. End of story. And my point is we should use past success recent records, and that's how you should determine on a two- to three-year cycle. It can't be every year. I mean, they say, you know, football's cyclical. Classes are cyclical. You might have a good junior class and compete a little bit. Then you might have the cupboard get bare in the next class. So you got to go two- to three-year cycles. So that's how this would work. Great teams like Pierre, who's won five state titles in a row, they would move up. Would Pierre compete in AAA football this year? You better believe it. And it wouldn't be a walkthrough. It would be absolutely great for that program, I think. Now, if they start struggling in AAA, you go on that two- to three-year cycle, then they could move back down. Rapid City Central's had to play against the best of the best, and their program has shrunk while other programs have exploded. Enrollment's not the key. That's, that's the story. Why did Aberdeen and Watertown get to do it? but not Rapid City Central, as you see their struggling program. Listener text, it's typical East River bias. And you may be right. I mean, folks that are on these boards, okay, folks that are on these boards and and at the table on this football committee and the whole thing, a lot of these folks are from East River, so they're bringing up this stuff. I mean, they brought this up a couple of years ago with the Watertown factor. They were at the table bringing it up, raising the concern, and then, it, and, and then it gets shifted. Out here, West River, it's kind of, you know, we got you know, uh, one voice here and maybe one voice there. It's not a massive thing for West River. Like, hey, maybe we should rethink this whole thing. And I just believe you should. I really believe you should. 68% of you think so. I'm kind of surprised by that. I, I don't know how that would go. Would you move Central down to AA instead of AAA with the lack of success? 68% of you say yes. Let's ask Neil Cruz. He was the head coach for the Cobblers the last three years. Came in from Tennessee. Took over a program in Tennessee that really struggled. He turned them around. He steps down after three years here at Central, and it just didn't work. We'll talk to Neil Cruz next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment shock or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear skies tonight with lows around 31. Westerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. 55 tomorrow, a blend of clouds and sun. Chance for scattered rain showers tomorrow night. Lows level off around 34. Mainly cloudy skies. Lots of sunshine Thursday with highs around 55. 62 Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 50. 
With home values rising in the Black Hills, a cash-out refinance loan from Black Hills Community Bank is a great choice. Thinking about home improvements or projects? Think about a cash-out refinance. Possibilities are endless. Consolidate your debt into one mortgage payment. Tap into the equity of your home with Black Hills Community Bank. Get started today using the online loan application at bhcbank.com or call to speak to a mortgage banker. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Denny Metal Rapid Chevrolet is looking for a few great folks to join our team. We have immediate openings for automotive techs and body shop techs. We offer a family-owned environment, state-of-the-art equipment and facilities, tool assistance, tuition reimbursement, training, paid vacation, 401k, health, dental, and vision insurance, and of course, a very competitive salary. If you're looking for a fresh start, apply in person at Denny Metal Rapid Chevrolet or apply online at DennyMetalRapidChevrolet.com under the Dealer Info Employment tab. Hey, sports fans, it's Rob from the Firehouse Skybox. We are your headquarters for football this season. You want college football on Saturdays? Well, we have it. Join us for some great specials, and don't miss the games you want, from the Huskers to SDSU to USD. We have them all. And I know you want the NFL, so come down for $1 wing specials on Monday and Thursday nights. Then for the weekend, we'll have a great brunch buffet at the Skybox on Saturday and Sunday with $4 Bloody Marys every Sunday. The Skybox is Rapid City's football headquarters. See you on game days at the Skybox, above the Firehouse, and down downtown rapid city we're all going somewhere going higher faster farther going in new directions to new places at monument health we keep going so you can keep going we're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations technology expertise and treatment so keep exploring keep making memories keep going with monument health as your partner Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. I'm on my way. I'm making it. Hey, welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, your sports, your show. We got you covered today. Local, regional, national thought-provoking sports talk some great guests across the board we are live on fox sports rapid city jake Sorensen joining us from lincoln nebraska 93 7 the ticket talk huskers they just picked up one of their biggest recruits in a while we'll discuss that scene with mickey joseph down there bringing this guy in thor nystrom's on the way college football analyst straight ahead live from the twin cities also uh, does some work on the vikings score north we'll get into it thor nystrom straight ahead Former Rapid City Central head football coach. We've had him on a lot over the uh, past few years. And now he's uh, stepping away as head coach of the Cobbler football program. It's Neil Cruz, and he's back on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Coach, it's good to have you. First of all, I appreciate you taking the time. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I always appreciate you coming on. So let, let me ask you, you, you resign as, as Cobbler head coach after three years. Get, take me inside that decision for you. How hard was it? Why would you decide to do it? Oh, well, you know, so, like over the years, you know, this is uh, going into 18, 18 years of coaching. And, uh, you know, the, the whenever I came to the central program, I mean, I, we, we knew the struggles and, and where it had been for the last, you know, several years, about the last, you know, 25, 30 years of a lot of struggles, some some, you know, three, four win seasons here and there. And, and, you know, we really thought that we could come in and, 
and kind of do things different. And uh, so, first and foremost, it was kind of like, you know, my coaching style is a little bit different, you know, coming from somewhere different. And you, you can only try to fit that, you know, square peg in a round hole for so long. So I just didn't feel like it was working. Um, the You know, the stress of it was starting to, you know, kind of weigh me down, really taking a toll on my health. And it, it just seemed like the – stars were aligning for it to, to be a good time to step away from head coaching and take a little break, let my health get back to normal and, you know, maybe take another stab at head coaching in a few years. But, you know, 18 years of coaching, 13 straight years as a head coach. So it's, it's just been, uh, it's just been tough. You know, I've been able to turn around every program I've ever taken over, but I, I kind of met my match with central and I, I couldn't get the ship righted. So instead of continuing to just push and try to make it work, you know, you, if it doesn't work, you, you step aside and, and you give somebody else a swing and, and hope that they can turn it around. When you came in, Coach, I talked to you, and, and you said you coached a long time. You come up from Tennessee. I know you told me, you said, hey, there's going to be some challenges here, but, you know, we're going to get this program going and, and do some different things. What uh, what surprised you when, you when you got into this thing? That's what I want to say. Maybe a few things, but what was difficult that surprised you taking over Rapid City, South Dakota, as opposed to places you've been? Um, I would say the, the big surprise was um, the, the summer commitment, um, you know, getting guys in there and getting them going, um, you know, right away in the summer and then just kind of hit the ground running when the season started being at full force. And, um, uh, you know, here in, in Rapid, you know, baseball season falls at a, at a odd time and, um, because of the weather and, and there's just other factors. And, you know, a lot of our our kids at Central, you know, our athletes are mostly multi-sport athletes. So, um, you know, it, it was hard to get them in and really get them comfortable in the playbook and, and where they needed to be by the time you play your first game. And then, mm. of course, you know, you're you're hitting your stride mid to late year. And by then, you know, you've, you've got losses under your belt. And it's it, it's kind of hard to – to build um so you know that was that was the first big challenge um um you know the style of football is a little different here so um but you know it's been fun it's been a lot of fun to 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 learn new systems and and how things work and having to adjust time frames and schedules and and how you practice when you practice the things you have to adjust to you know and i mean for the first time in my career i, I had to adjust to practicing in the snow you know <laughs> that's no <laughs> so that fun was, man. i mean it is it is it was a lot of fun and like i said but you know at the end of the day it it, it, it was taking a toll on me i was affecting my health um and at that point it's like okay you know we're we're, we're still trying to push the same things and and it's not my style's not really working here so you don't just keep pushing, you know, you, you let somebody else take a swing and, and, you know, for the sake of the kids, you just say, Hey, listen, keep, keep playing, don't quit. And, you know, hopefully they find somebody that, that turns this thing around. I feel personally that, um, there's a younger group. Um, I think that that freshman group, um, I think that's got enough talent in it that they'll be able to win, you know, three or four games. Um, it's just being able to keep that momentum going, you know, winning, getting to where you can win three, four, five, or even six every year. That's, that's the big, that's the goal, you know, and, um, you know, that, that, that can be really hard to do. And with a program that struggled for a long time and, but I hope they do it. I really do. I, I love those kids and, 
want to see them do well. But uh, the, the one thing I'm not going to do is the definition of insanity and just keep trying the same thing over and over and expecting different results. You know, let bring in a young guy who's who knows South Dakota football and, and you know, see what he can do. Rapid City Central uh, former head coach of the Cobbler football program, Neil Cruz, joins us on the Nate Brown Show this Tuesday. Uh, he resigned yesterday. Um, let me ask you about the numbers. I saw some of your younger programs, JV, freshmen. They had some pretty good games. I mean, they had they had a pretty good season. So I look at it and I say, but then I see like 30 players on your varsity. Um, how hard is it? to keep the numbers, to get the numbers up. I mean, Sioux Falls Jefferson has 31 seniors. You have about 30 players. Yeah, yeah. we, we rolled this season with about 37 varsity players. Okay. Um, uh, um, and you know you know how it is, Nate. The, the internal optics of the program is something that a lot of people don't understand. They, they sit from the outside and ask questions and complain about things and post whatever it is they post, but – at the end of the day, we had about we had about thirteen or fourteen sophomores, so we we could not do just a a sophomore JV team, mm-hmm. but we had we had like thirty five freshmen, so that's a great group and a great number. But if you if you give the freshmen their own schedule, then you're taking that that in between group those sophomores, and you're going to say, well, you're either not going to have a schedule. Or you're going to have to go up to varsity as a sophomore and probably really not get to play. Right. Or so what we did was is we combined the two and we just told all the teams we played we increased the number up to ten games instead of eight and said, listen, when you play us, you're going to be playing freshmen um, and sophomores. Um, you know, and then we had a couple, you know, uh, juniors who were undersized or coming off of injuries and stuff like that. But you know, that team went seven and three. Um, so they had a good year, yeah, and yeah. and if we would not if we would not have combined our sophomores and our freshmen, um, then we we would have not had a season for one or the other. And you know, I got the question: Well, why didn't you just tell the teams that you're playing that? Well, it doesn't really work like that. You don't just call another school and say, "Hey, we're central, we're doing this, and you're going to adjust to it." Not not everybody can adjust to what you need them to adjust to, and the one thing that all those JV teams we played could do was was play. Hey, let's do let's do it this way. Let's do a just a JV style where it's freshmen and sophomores, and it worked out with ten games, and we went seven and three. And um, you know, but not not everybody's ever going to be happy. But I mean, I th- I think seven and three is a solid start for that group to build off of. Yeah, there's no doubt about it, and that's what I say, Coach. It's like, how do you was it a struggle to get numbers up? in the upper class yeah um you know going into into last um may we had roughly what i felt like was going to be about 54 varsity guys signed up um and then when summer hit you know it started off about 42 we had several say well i can't i can't be there in the summer i can't do anything until you know, this time, I mean, we had a couple that, you know, they live elsewhere during the summer, just tough things, you know, stuff that they, they, they can't help. Um, so whenever it all came down to it, you know, that 54 had turned into more like 32, and then we called, you know, five or six up and, and let them play. And, um, you know, towards the end of the year, we were dressing out, uh, you know, several more, um, especially for special teams and stuff. And those kids came in and really did a great job and helped us out there. So, 
you know, sometimes it's not like what it looks like from the outside. It's like, why do you only have 37? Well, we it wasn't originally 37, you yeah, know, but yeah. sometimes, sometimes kids don't want to play. Sometimes they, you know, they don't, you know, they're not here or they, they can't make that commitment or, you know, they see the summer schedule and the weightlifting schedule and, you know, and but what I appreciate is their honesty, just being honest, not not sugarcoating every, everything, but just, hey, like, be a man, be honest. And kids were like, well, to be honest, Coach, I, I don't want to lift weights and I don't want to work out in summer. I just kind of want to get there in August and play. And, you know, you, you still take them when they get there, but most of the time they – they they don't last because of the conditioning and right, um, right. all that's so far advanced already. But you know, I just appreciate them being honest about it. Um, um, so you know, they they're not just hanging around just to be there. So. Let me ask you this, Coach, because I looked at it. Rapid City Central hasn't had a winning season since 2006. Okay, and and you know mm-hmm. the struggles in the past. So I looked at this. I said, you know. Having to go up, that's a steep hill to climb playing uh, Sioux Falls. We know that. It, it just is. Watertown and Aberdeen Central, for example, that's that hill was so steep, they said, oh, we want to go to 11 AA. And, and they shifted the enrollment uh, classifications a little bit, and those two schools got to play 11 AA because they want their program to build. Would that sure. be something that would help Rapid City Central? I don't know if it'll ever happen. I just ask you. Would that help going to eleven AA winning and building? Yeah, of course it would. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I've I've really tossed all this around in my mind. So, it's, and it's like even if you're not um, doing all that well, I mean, at the end of the day, like when you have a, a team that you have to put on a bus and travel nearly three thousand miles a season, um, you know, if you really think about like how much seat time is that is, you know, just sitting and waiting and you drive all the way across the state week after week after week, that's really tough for 16, 17 year old kids to do. Yeah. Um, right. And then Yeah. Yeah. Go out there and play, uh, play a tough team. And, and, you know, that's tough. So of course going down would help. I'm not sure if that ever happened because of our enrollment. Um, but it is what it is, you know, I mean, I've had all kinds. Of, I've had people come up to me and say, "Why don't they just split the state in half and just do a West River Football Association?" And <laughs> and you know, there's elected ideas. president, right. <laughs> yeah, elected president, and charge everybody the dues and and just have a West River because you know, like I said, I mean, it, it, it's tough when it's a and we played a lot of Saturday games um, this year, and it's when you play a Saturday game, it didn't happen as much this year, but you know, last year a couple Saturday games and it's two or three o'clock in the morning and you're on a bus on the middle of the interstate and you got a guy driving who's been behind the wheel for hours and you're like, how much longer can he stay awake? Yeah, right, um, right. I'm telling yeah, you, it's I mean, a struggle. I know this. Yeah, and, and people don't look yeah. at it. They say, well, high school kids are tough and it doesn't matter. Well, you got to go back there three or four times a year. I'd love to see Rapid City Central play Sturgis, Douglas, Spearfish, Stevens every year. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see it every year. Um, I don't know if we'll get that done, but I think it's a discussion. Neil Cruz, before I let you run, um, what's one thing? I mean, there's probably a list. You're like, I should have done this. I could have done that, you know, and you tried building this up. What's one thing you wish you would have been able to do or done better? Um, well, the first thing I wish I could have done is I wish I could have figured out a way to have prevented COVID. <laughs> you know, that's 
that first season, man, was just tough. It just a lot of stuff went. It was just really tough trying to get in there and get going, and we had all those restrictions, and then games kept getting canceled. So, um, I think we so all that love that, tough. right? <laughs> yeah, that was really hard. Um, going back, you know, I might have gone to a little older school style of football um, and just gone a little bit more power kind of stuff. Um, you know, with, with we had some – you know, we've got some athletes, some guys that obviously can make plays. I mean, we saw, you know, Marion Taylor – score multiple times on long passes and quick slants and stuff like that last year. And then this year, Jace Johnson, I mean, they had trouble covering him. Um, but, but you know, at the end of the day, I think a lot of uh, clock management um, things would have would have probably helped. Um, but hindsight's always twenty twenty, And I tell you what, man, and I hope everybody hears this, kids and high school football players are humans and, and so are coaches. Um, we're not these robotic human beings who are programmed to only do this and this and this, and we have no thoughts or emotions or feelings and all that. And right. I mean, coaches and, and players both are people. And you know, sometimes we're playing games, and some of the stuff that gets yelled yelled at these kids when they're on the road at Sioux Falls and all that is not is not good for them. And you know, at the end of the day, they're people, and football's a game. And you know we do the best we can, and yeah, I didn't, I didn't have the success I expected. Um, but like I said, it's it's the first place I've not been able to turn around. So I met my match, and uh, it's, What's it's next? time to What's step next? away. Uh, well, you know, I'm still going to continue to teach the rest of the year, and um, you know, see what my what my bride wants to do, and uh, you know, who knows? I might have just a different role next year. I don't know, um, but it's a little early to make that kind of decision right now. But whatever happens with Central Football, I wish them the absolute best. I appreciate everything that the parents did, that the players did, um, the commitments and dedications they made. I really appreciate, you know, the the athletic director, Jordan Bauer, giving me a chance to, to coach there. I've really enjoyed living closer to my family. It's been the first time that's happened in a long time. And um, just a lot of people to thank and um, our secretaries, equipment people, our managers. I mean, there's just there's a lot of people behind the scenes who do a lot of work that that you don't see. That it just seems like real simple, like oh, you just go out and play, and it's you know, or you're sitting there on the sideline, and it's third and fourteen, and you're sitting there thinking, do I call, you know, right flex, razor jet motion, red sixty eight, and a lot of people are sitting in the stands thinking. Well, I wonder if they're going to put, you know, this person in the game. You know, there's there's a right, lot more right. that goes into it and um but you know, we we had a good group of parents with the seniors. They were they were awesome. I really appreciate them and uh, um you know, a lot of people behind the scenes do a lot of work. So, no, I get I'm very that. grateful. Very grateful for them. Coach, thanks for your effort. I know it's uh, it was tough and it uh, takes a lot of time. I've said coaches that uh, give effort and time and away from their family and, and the whole thing, it's a big deal. You don't do it for the money. I know that. Uh, thanks for, yeah. for the effort. Thanks for coming on. I wish you the best here. We'll stay in touch. Okay, sounds great, Nate. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Neil Cruz joins us tonight. Rapid City Central head football coach just resigned yesterday and talked to coach a lot over the last few years. Been a good guy to talk to. Good football guy. Really struggling uh, program, really struggling program, and and it's you know been tough. There's just no doubt about it. And I said I I don't know how you can turn these things around. It's a big big ask, a big ask. 
lot of discussion there with Neil Cruz. Very interesting. Former Rapid City Central head coach resigned yesterday. If you missed parts of that and you just tuned in, catch the Nate Brown Show podcast. We'll get that interview up after the show tonight. On to college football and the NFL. Thor Nystrom's in. Score North, Vikings, and some college football talk. He does it all. Thor Nystrom live. This is the Nate Brown Show. The Rush need you to cheer because we are back for our 15th year. Don't miss all the fun of opening weekend. On October 28th, come out early for a free pregame party, including a trick-or-treat. The night will feature a rally towel giveaway courtesy of Denny Menholm Auto and a magnet schedule courtesy of Stuart Martin Real Estate. Then on October 29th, we will retire the jersey of Rush legend Riley Wislowski. Get here early to snag a replica banner courtesy of Blue Peak. Rapid City Rush, stick your point. Tickets at RapidCityRush.com. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Black. Hi, this is Cody Young at High Plains Physical Therapy and Aquatic Therapy Center. I started High Plains PT in 1999, and we've been providing personalized care in Rapid City to help our patients get back in action. Remember, you have a choice for who you go to see for physical therapy. With our state-of-the-art Aquatic Therapy Center, we are equipped to help you achieve your health goals. At High Plains, we'll give you the one-on-one treatment you deserve. We look forward to working with you at our new facility. To get started, visit highplainspt.com. All right, I think we're all ready for some football, and Cadillac Jack's Gaming Resort is the place to stay and play in Deadwood. If you want to bet on the biggest games, watch the games, and also play your favorite table games and have a great dinner, Cadillac Jack's and BetMGM allows you to do it all in one place. The king of sportsbooks, BetMGM, teaming up with Cadillac Jack's from college football to the NFL. Make your plans now to experience Cadillac Jack's with BetMGM Sportsbook. How will your game play out? Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, Nate Brown Show. Nate. Hey, welcome back in the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, your sports, your show on Fox Sports Rapid City. How we doing? Good? Good today? I appreciate you checking in with us. 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, and stream us there on your phone if you get out of range. FoxSportsRapidCity.com. Craig Maddox coming up from Sioux Falls, South Dakota Public Broadcasting, state championship broadcaster. Craig Maddox straight ahead. Thor Nystrom's on right now. College football, NFL, score north, betting pros. I mean, this guy's doing it up. 
He's doing it up. We know Thor Nystrom. Find him on Twitter at ThorKU, and he's here on the Nate Brown Show. Thor, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you doing? Doing good, man. I want to get uh, right into the college football scene um, from you. I ask, who is the best team in college football now that Alabama looks okay? You know, they, they get beat, but then they bounce back. Who's the best team? I, I'm not saying who's who's the best right now. Who's the best? Who do you think is the real deal? I think you got to put Ohio State at, at the you top. Do. I would still have Alabama, too, but it's got to be Ohio State right now. Okay, why do you say that? Just for uh, the record, body of work, it hasn't been a tough, tough schedule. Why do you say that? Yeah, not yet. Um, but in terms of EPA per run, they're number two in the nation. They're number one in EPA pass, even though they haven't had Jackson Smith and Jake for most of it. Played in parts of three games. He's only got like five catches all season. But they, they still have the best passing attack in America. And the difference between this year's team and last year's team is the past few you had the questions on defense which then Ryan Day directly addressed by hiring Jim Knowles from Oklahoma State. And Knowles has, has led to an immediate improvement with that Ohio State defense. That's a top-10 unit right now to go at the dominant offense. I, I think they can beat you in, in more ways than, than any other team, outside of perhaps Alabama when they're at their absolute apex. But, of course, we haven't, but we haven't really been seeing that as much recently. Do you think Brian Kelly's getting LSU going here? Are we seeing something? I do. A, a thousand percent. Yeah. You know, it, it was hard to get that the opener out of your head when they, they lose to Florida State. But LSU outplayed Florida State. Like if you look into the box score and Florida State turned out to be better than most people thought heading in. So that wasn't as embarrassing of a loss. It was just coming out on the wrong side of a coin flip against a solid team. And, you know, the one game they got whacked around was against Tennessee where circumstances were not with them. They fumbled the opening kickoff, gave up a touchdown, and then the, the floodgates sort of opened from there, and then they were playing from way behind. And they're this run-dominant team you know, that, that, that is not going to be a successful passing from behind. But in, in all these other games, they've showed up and they've showed continue, continued improvement. Uh, the, the Florida win was, was very impressive. And then, of course, this past weekend, knocking off Ole Miss, the only team that's done that so far, in pretty dominant fashion there in the second half. You know, they, they were sort of feeling out all Miss in the first half, but after halftime, just absolutely kicked them around. Thor Nystrom on college football analyst betting pros. He's here on the Nate Brown Show. What about TCU? I can't, I can't say, oh, they're they're the real deal. But seven and zero, how good's TCU? I think they're pretty good, um, but they, they're certainly not infallible. Um, the, you know, the, the, the two things that led to the downfall of Gary Patterson last year were, were both addressed in spades. Um, the, the defense, they sort of plugged the holes with the experience they had back last year. It was just a, a travesty on defense, and now they can pass the ball. You know, of course, Sonny Dykes coming in, bringing in the air raid, and they throw much better than they have in the past. Last year, they actually ran the ball well, even though the team stunk, and they've continued to do that. But you have to say they have benefited very much from circumstances so far this year. They, they beat Kansas by seven on the road in a game where Kansas was right on the doorstep at the end of that game. They turned it over on downs on, on a fourth down where probably pass interference should have been called. That, that game potentially could have gone into overtime, and you were facing Kansas's backup quarterback for the second half. And then they, they, they faced teams where they had injury luck. Well, TCU had injury luck with the opponent each of the last two weeks. This past time, they were able to storm back on Kansas State when – Kansas State's top two quarterbacks get injured. Deuce Vaughn gets injured. Kansas State's top linebacker gets injured. They had multiple injuries in the, in the secondary Kansas State did. 
And so, like, TCU then was able to storm back in the same way that they stormed back against Oklahoma State when, when Sanders had some injury concerns as well. So, I, yeah, I'm not going to say it's definitely not smoke and mirrors. Like, the, the way okay. they're doing this is sustainable. But quality-wise, they're, they're probably being flattered by their record right now. Thor, there's some Hawkeye fans around here, people in Iowa, right? And um, what should Iowa be thinking about this program, the state of it? I mean, they're, they're getting blasted. I haven't seen the Hawkeyes like this. What's going on? What should we think of Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes? Um, I understand the frustration for sure. You know, Nate, as you know, I, I graduated grad school from Iowa, so I, I, I sit through and endure all the games. And <laughs> the, the defense, this defense is for real. It, it's arguably the best defense in the nation, and they have a top ten special unit, special teams unit. But the offense is an abomination, and it was this was all preventable. I, I think would be the biggest point I would get across. Over this offseason, you had the biggest era, or you had the, the most uh, transfer movement amongst players of any offseason in the past. You certainly had more quarterback transfers and guys that, that would have signed on the dotted line immediately to be the projected starter at a at a Big Ten school where you're going to be playing, you know, with the, the number one defense in the nation and top ten special teams unit. But Kirk Ferentz, he has a very similar philosophy to Dabo Sweeney, where he recruits the kid, he wants to build the kid up. If the kid leaves, that's on the kid, but we're not signing transfers from other teams. That works better for Clemson when you're consistently signing high four stars or five stars than it does for Iowa. There's going to be time, especially with their emphasis on defense and special teams, where you know some of these offensive positions, they're bad. Or that you know, they, they, you know, the, the, you've had guys leave the receiver room this year. A bunch of guys transferred out. And, and that let, let, left them in a precarious spot. But Iowa, they just had to go out and sign a quarterback, and, and I think things would have been better off than they were, but they, they just wouldn't sign anybody. The, the other point I, I would say is Iowa is not going to fire Kirk Ferentz. It's never going to happen. Kirk Ferentz will be there as long as Kirk Ferentz wants to be there, and Iowa is also not going to force Kirk Ferentz to do something he doesn't want. If Kirk Ferentz wants Brian back as the offensive coordinator next year, doesn't matter what the fans say. Brian Ferentz will be back. <laughs> okay, I was wondering. It's King Kirk. King Kirk. It's King. It sure is. Yeah, I mean, like he he has complete he has a complete faith of the administration for sure. And but I think most people just focus on that. The bigger thing is he has the boosters eaten out of his hands. No one will ever turn on him or do a coup like you saw with Brian Hartson and Auburn, because especially the big hitter boosters there. They're in. It's not that they're in Kirk's pocket, but I mean they're the ones lining it, and and they're not going to stop doing that. That's why he got that gigantic extension a couple of years ago, because essentially the owners of that program, the boosters, that's who they want as their coach. Yeah, that's interesting. Thor Nystrom on tonight, college football analyst, betting pros. He's on Twitter. Follow him at Thor Ku. I want to get one NFL question in. Vikings hosting Arizona, and people are still. You know, national media says Minnesota uh, Thor's. Well, they're they're. I don't think they're in the upper echelon. I'm putting them there. I think you have to. How do you feel about the Vikings right now after the bye week? Yeah, I mean, I definitely get that. You know, people looking at their record five and one or whatever and being like they're not as good as of a five and one team. You know, just in terms of the performance that they've had to pull a bunch of wins out at the end and stuff like that. That's all fair. But but the the counter that I would make is. The hard part of the Vikings schedule was never the second half of it. It was always pre-buy. The, the beginning of the schedule was the difficult one where you had, you know, three of your four hardest games, and they got through that. They're 5-1, and one, 
and now the circumstances turn in the Vikings' favor. The, the quarterbacks they play down the stretch, it's a joke. Like, if, if you look through that, the, you know, they're going to get Heineke. They're going to get uh, Sam Ellinger, you know, and, and then, you know, of course, the Justin Fields and, and Goff and, 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 you know, and, and, and that sort of Daniel Jones, Zach Wilson. Um, the, the schedule down the stretch is not nearly as difficult as the schedule starting out. So, so, so their performance can fall off a bit, and they're going to stay on the same pace. Did I see their favored in nine of their remaining games? I felt like I saw that I, number. I think- yeah, and, and that doesn't surprise me at all just because of how bad the schedule is going forward. And, again, I mean, beyond that even, like you have a team like the Colts that, that's technically 500, but they're going to go forward with Sam Ellinger, who probably shouldn't be playing quarterback for an NFL team starting. Like, stuff like that, that opponent is not as good as their record makes it out to be. So, I, I, I yeah, soft schedule going forward and maybe even softer than it appears on the surface. If the Vikings won all of those games, by the way, they're favored in nine out of their last 11 14 and 3 Minnesota? <laughs> no, don't say it. Don't say it. Um, Thor Nystrom in tonight. Betting pros, college football, NFL, score north. Find him on Twitter. You got it there. Thor KU. Thor, thanks for the time, man. I appreciate it. Always good talking to you, Nate. Have a good one. Thanks, man. Thor Nystrom on. Thor KU on Twitter. Follow him. Score north. Uh, covers the Vikings and on the college football side. College football analyst for betting pros. Yeah, how about that, Vikings fans? The Vikings, I saw that number. They're favored in nine out of their last 11 games. Favored in nine out of their last 11. Minnesota Vikings football. Catch the fever. We'll have it for you every day on the Nate Brown Show because my Denver Broncos, they can't catch anything, right? Can't throw anything, can't catch anything. That's another story. Craig Maddox in next. South Dakota Public Broadcasting, state championship broadcaster from Sioux Falls. I have some high school questions for him, including should we start moving teams down classes that are struggling? I'm a big proponent of that. What's Craig say next? This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear skies tonight with lows around 31. Westerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. 55 tomorrow, a blend of clouds and sun. Chance for scattered rain showers tomorrow night. Lows level off around 34, mainly cloudy skies. Lots of sunshine Thursday with highs around 55. 62 Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 50. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City.
need tires? Denny Mental Toyota will beat anyone's price on tires. Plus, give you two-year road hazard coverage at no extra charge. And for a limited time, get up to $100 rebates on sets of four tires. Our experts help you get the right tires for your vehicle, and we meet or beat any price. Give you two years of road hazard coverage and up to a $100 rebate. That's how we roll. See us at Denny Mental Toyota or JustHowWeRoll.com. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM on the radio side. Bring us up, foxsportsrapidcity.com, live stream there. Also on Twitter right now, welcome in studio. How you doing? You got some Broncos gear up. I haven't taken it down yet. Yeah, Broncos gear up. Do we have any Viking stuff up here? Do we have any? Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I mean, I thought we did. You know, I've only been in the studio for like a thousand shows. This is what Matt Kearney said. We've done over a thousand shows of the Nate Brown Show. Big news. Over a thousand shows? Don't tell anybody. My wife won't let me do this anymore. It's unbelievable. All right. Um, welcome in studio on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. You can watch the show live on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Hey, it's Craig Maddock. East River meets West River on a Tuesday. SDPB Sports State Championship Broadcaster, Craig Maddock. Let's get him. Craig, thanks for coming on. How are you? Hey, congrats on uh, 1,000 shows there, buddy. Wow. Isn't that unbelievable? I mean, I, I got a long way to go to catch up to you. Did you keep you, track of your shows? How many shows uh, did you do? I did not keep track. I did not keep track of how many shows, but you know, I did did the afternoon uh, radio program in Sioux Falls for twenty twenty years. Wow, um, probably so, better yeah. to not keep track, Craig. I hate to tell uh, you, but correct. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that you can at least maybe find a couple hours of the best of in those. Oh. Yes. 1,000 shows well, maybe. when you need it sometimes. Yeah, maybe, maybe the best of. I don't know what that is. Um, <laughs> let, me get you, let me get you on with this. Big news out here on the high school football front. I know you're getting set to be covering the Dakota Dome championships here in a, in a couple of weeks, in a few weeks. So Rapid City Central head football coach Neil Cruz resigns yesterday. I just had him on the show today, an extended interview. It was very interesting. Um, he was there three seasons Came in from Tennessee, turned around some struggling programs. He's been coaching for 18 years, but he said he met his match here. He, he just couldn't get mm -hmm. it done. What did you think when you saw Neil Cruz resigning at Central and that Cobbler program continues to uh, have to turn around coaches? I, I shook my head going, oh, crud, crud. Um, I, I feel bad for Rapid City Central. I really do. Um, and, and I didn't hear exactly what, what he said why he made that decision, but uh, I'm, I'm disappointed and, and I feel bad that apparently it's an opportunity that that the mountain was too high to climb, apparently, for him. And I feel bad for that. You know, thank him for his service, but oh, um, uh, it's just another step backwards for, for the Cobblers. Okay, so I'll ask you this, okay? We've discussed this. We haven't said it with Rapid City Central, but I think it's a perfect example. 
No winning season since 2006. They, they play the best of the best, and the program isn't up to speed with the best programs. Everybody says, well, it's only enrollment. That's all the way we can do this football thing. I'm sorry. If you have a big enrollment, you're going to have a good football team. I'm not buying it, Craig. I think we've got to look. We've got to look. If struggling programs can't compete, why did Watertown and Aberdeen Central get to move down, but Rapid City Central doesn't? That, has, that was the big debate. Um, enrollment was the thing that set everything apart. It had to be enrollment. Um, and enrollment was the reason why Aberdeen Central and Watertown went down to 11 AA and got to rejoin their their peers from from the uh, from the conference. But the they changed that. They changed the uh, classification numbers to do that. Yes, yes they did, and, yeah. and it probably was the right thing to do. And I really think we do need some debate to figure out. I know some states do it, but I'm, I'm getting closer and closer to the fact that maybe there's a way Central can move down. Maybe there is a way for Peer to move up uh, a classification. Uh, it certainly would not be, hopefully, permanent. Um, but no, all, I don't think you can. It, it, no. it, it, but it's all de- uh, dependent on the success that you've had because how fair has it really been for Rapid City Central football players to play? How fair has it really been? I mean, they've been busting their butts. But it still hasn't been enough uh, to go up against uh, the other schools uh, in 11 AAA. Uh, and and you got to look at other sports as well. I'm willing to look at it. I don't know. I don't have any idea how to do it. Uh, okay. you, but you're willing to look at it. North Dakota's uh, doing it. They're trying I'm, it. Yes. Because I, I know there's those in, in other sports, like a Sioux Falls Christian in volleyball um, and in other sports. Uh, especially, how about Warner in Northwestern in, in Class B volleyball? They probably should move up, don't you think? Um, at least the domination they've had. But I'm willing to look at what other states are doing because I, I can't imagine the, the kids at Rapid City Central going through another football coach and what what they're thinking. Yeah, and by the way, the numbers at Rapid City Central right around the 30s on their varsity roster when Sioux Falls Jefferson has 31 seniors on their varsity roster. Um, It just doesn't seem like apples and apples. I just don't think enrollment can be the end of the story. Well, that's where you're put. That's it. Some teams got to move. Watertown, Aberdeen Central change around the classification, they got to move down. Rapid City Central's really, really struggled. It would be a relegation style is what it would be. Do you think Pierre would, would compete in AAA? I do believe that as I've watched them. You've seen these Dome championships. Do you believe Pierre would compete? They've won five state titles in a row. Yes, they would, no doubt. Uh, we've seen the talent, uh, and they have beaten uh, AAA schools. Um, so um, I, I think I think they yes they would they would be uh, competitive. I mean you look at enrollment and you know that the Roosevelts and the Washingtons are right up there, and look how what kind of non-success they have had the last couple of years. I mean Roosevelt one win this year, and that was against Rapid City Central. Um, you know if, if if Roosevelt has another bad year next year. 
under this certain plan that when if it does ever come up, uh, would you want Roosevelt to move down too? Yeah, it's interesting. I think I, in all seriousness, I don't know. I think you'd have to look at like three-year cycles. Like, hey, here's your record for three years. It's got to fall, fall below a certain line. You didn't make the playoffs, and then you get to move down, and vice versa if you made the semifinals or the state title three years in a row or two out of the three years. I mean, that's how it's got to be. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get there. Craig Maddox on SDPB Sports tonight. Let me ask you this question. So if Central's hiring a new football coach, Craig, I am not available. Oh, <laughs> you're not. You're too busy. Oh, I thought you were going to you're, you're too busy. I'm going to ask you my question of the day. When hiring a high school coach today, would you want them to be a teacher at the school? That's how it's always been done. Now there's a few here and there. They come from the outside. They have other jobs. What about um, that question? Do you want a teacher that's in the classroom and on the football field? I, I would like it. But the problem is uh, schools need to hire the teachers first. Uh, I mean, if you only have a math teacher available at Rapid City Central and you got a really, really good coach who knows nothing about math uh, but is really good at science, uh, you, you got a problem there. Uh, you see that in a lot of the schools where the schools, what they're doing, they're filling the teacher position first, and hopefully that teacher with that position is also experienced in coaching. Yeah, it's tough That's because tough. we got a teacher shortage. We, I, I believe we have a coaching shortage. And um, you're trying to look at, I think, I would like you to have a teacher because you have relationships. You're seeing them in the classroom. I think that's really key. Um, you can recruit players, whatever it is, to get the numbers up. Um, I just asked that question. 57% of the audience says, yes, got to have a teacher be the coach. 43% tough. say, no, not that that's big tough. of a deal. Yeah, I'm um, running into more and more coaches who are not employed by the school district and seeing just a lot, a lot. And by the way, that's okay too, right? I mean, it's okay because we just had a couple here in Rapid City, you know, not employed by the school, but can't, they have another job and they're still coaching. I mean, we need coaches too, whether they're at the no. school or not. Yep. I, I agree. I mean, the, the, the coach up at DeSmet, boys basketball, uh, he graduated from DeSmet. Uh, he is a farmer up there. And he's, he's, he's got a great basketball program there at Smet. So in a lot of towns, it is working. All right, Craig Maddock, tonight I want to let him go. He's doing a project tonight, a project, and it's not the Nate Brown Show. He's just giving us some time. He's got a big project, <laughs> SDPB Sports, Sioux Falls, and uh, get set, state football championships coming up, Craig. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, my new in-play uh, podcast released today. Oh, I saw today. this. Yes. Yep, it is uh, one of the uh, top Class B uh, volleyball coaches, uh, Jean O'Hara from Chester area. And a teacher. And, she talks and, about that, right? She's a, yeah, she's a, a music teacher. So uh, uh, that one is uh, that is out today. So you can go to your favorite podcast or go to SDPB Sports on Facebook or Twitter and check out In Play. All right, Craig, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks, Nate. SDPB Sports tonight. Craig Maddock uh, live from Vermilion. Oh, He's, he's in Vermilion. What is he doing? I can only imagine. In a few weeks, Vermilion's going to be rocking and rolling. Some state high school football championships. Um, let me ask you that question if you want to answer that for us. Uh, some of the audience has chimed in. When hiring a high school coach today, would you want them to be a teacher at the school? Is that a big thing for you? Now, many of you aren't athletic directors here, but I, I, I just wanted to see what you think. 
Or, well, no, it's just, just got to get a football coach. Doesn't have to be a teacher. Um, all of my coaches were teachers. All of my coaches growing up were teachers, and that's been the norm. That's been the norm. Now, there's a little shift because coaching positions are not getting filled as much. Teaching positions are not getting filled, by the way. And so we got a little shift there. Now it's just like, well, we yeah, this guy knows football or basketball or whatever, so, so you don't have to be a teacher. Would you want them to be a teacher? Let's get that uh, poll question answered. 720-1067 is the number. 720-1067. Um, here's the vote total. Let's update it. 57% of you say, yes, I want them to be a teacher. Relationships off the field matter. 57% say, yes, I want my coach to be a teacher. 43% say, no, not that big of a deal. Thanks for calling. You're live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you think? Well, I'm surprised so many schools like Pierre and Winter wouldn't, from a competitive standpoint, want to move up. I mean, you know, Gorman, forever, they're almost one of the lowest in, in uh, AAA, probably the lowest. <laughs> it yet, is. It is right now. Could, Gorman is, yes. And they could technically uh, compete in AA based on their enrollment, but they obviously have the competitive desire to play at a higher level. And I don't understand why winner. I mean, what, what good is it to beat the heck out of everybody in your conference or in your level of, of competition? Yeah, so you're saying, you like, you're saying like winner, they've won numerous state titles. Peer, they've won Peer. five state titles in a row. Right. And like, you know, you're – um, previous guests were saying, you know, volleyball, other sports too. You know, if you're consistently dominant in your class, I would think you want to see how good you are. I, I'm, if I, me as an athlete, I'd want to compete at a higher level if, if I thought my team could. I would think you'd, you'd enjoy the challenge. Yeah, I get that. You know. Do you believe in a new system where enrollment's not the only factor? You take into a consideration, hey, your your last three years of your record, playoffs, et cetera. Absolutely, because, you know, you've talked about it. Once you start to develop a winning attitude and you get the numbers up and the program is rolling, then you can go always go back up. Yeah. But if you're, you're, not, you're never – Central's never going to be – I mean, we've had some great coaches coming here and couldn't do anything with the, with the program. And so you need to get your numbers up, and if that's what it takes, you know, I would think from a competitive standpoint, you'd want as many – Good quality programs, you know, football programs as you can get. And if you know, school needs a couple, two or three years to to get the numbers up and to get a winning attitude again to get kids out willing to, you know, come out. I think it matters. It. That matters. It does. We're not gonna. We're not gonna lose. Anything. I want right. to get to the point too, where I, I know at smaller schools, some private schools, they make every kid participate in some activity. Just because it's good for them, you know. I keep thinking to myself, you know, Central's got over two thousand kids. What, are, what are all these kids doing after school? <laughs> if they're not involved in activities, you know, I, I shudder to think some of the things that they're doing after school. But I almost think it wouldn't hurt to almost make it mandatory that every student participate in at least one activity, whether it's debate or drama or sports or. Yeah, you know, like kind of like a class is what you're saying. I mean, essentially, it's like a class. Right. I mean, you, you got to do this good, class, good you got to do that class. 
All right. know, teamwork and you know discipline and all that stuff will help them in, in whatever they endeavor yeah, they, they pick after high school. I get you on that. I'm, you know that I'm a big believer in sports, extracurricular activities. I think you know everybody should do them. I appreciate it. Thanks for getting in. Seven two zero one zero six seven is our number on this Tuesday. Uh, listener text. Why can't we use relegation type rules with high school football? And that's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to do. I don't know. You know North Dakota just started this. They, they started looking at cycles over the years. They say, if you've struggled, struggled, you can't win. Then you get to move down a class. Okay? And I think it makes sense two ways. It makes you more competitive, get your numbers up, get you some more winning. And then here in Rapid City, it would save dollars. Rapid City Central is traveling 3,000 miles. <laughs> I mean, they're having to, how much money does that cost in the, the, the time, the commitment, the budget? Why can't Rapid City Central do what they used to? They, they played Sturgis. They played Douglas. Spearfish. They should play Douglas, Spearfish, Sturgis, uh, Stevens every year. End of story. Yet we have to come up with this. Uh, well, you know, you got to play Sioux Falls, Roosevelt, and Brandon Valley, and Harrisburg. And you got to go to three different trips back east. It, it it's, it's, doesn't make sense, uh, especially with the state of the program and, and the lack of success. Neil Cruz joined us earlier tonight. If you missed the show in the first hour, the former Rapid City Central head football coach in his first interview. We'll get the podcast up tonight, and you can listen to that. Download the Nate Brown Show podcast. We'll have that uh, up tonight. Neil Cruz in his first interview since resigning as Central head football coach yesterday. Speaking of a high school football coach, i got to get into this. I have to get into this and um, ask you what you think, okay? A high school football coach in Alabama shoves his assistant coach hard to the ground. The videos went viral. I watched it numerous times. What is this story with the high school football coach shoving his own volunteer assistant to the ground? What should happen there next? From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Every time you play at First Gold Gaming Resort, you're locked and loaded to win your share of Deadwood's biggest giveaways. Starting with $8,600 in hot seat promo play drawings every Friday through Sunday. Saturday nights win $1,000 cash at the top of every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, October 29th, it's the biggest of them all, the $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. First Gold Gaming Resort It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station. 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Football season is back, and no matter which home team you root for, there's one thing everyone in the Midwest can agree on. If you're tailgating or grilling at home, nothing beats a freshly baked Village Hearth bun. An old-fashioned hot dog bun is the perfect accompaniment for a brat or a hot dog and all the toppings your little heart desires. And for the best burgers, you just can't beat the Village Hearth Classic bun. So head to the store and pick up some Village Hearth buns. The weekend is almost here. From the kennel to the coop, whatever the season, Fleet Farm has everything to keep your animals happy and healthy. From training your pup to sit season, to mastering those retrieval skills season. From clipping your horse for competition season, to keeping the backyard birds well-fed season. And of course, loving your pets like family season. There's a reason people say, if Fleet Farm doesn't have it, you don't need it. Because we have it all. Fleet Farm, built for real life. If you're in the market for a vehicle right now, you probably have noticed it's sometimes hard to find the right one. That's where Summit Automotive Group steps in. Stacy and Matt and their staff working hard to get a great selection of pre-owned vehicles at affordable prices. At Summit Automotive, they have a different outlook on selling you a vehicle. You'll experience stress-free shopping, friendly, honest service with no high-pressure sales gimmicks. Before you buy, drop by East Highway 44, SummitAutoGRP.com. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. on a Tuesday, the Nate Brown Show live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Glad you're here. Hope you've had a good day. We're in the drive at 5. Brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Experience the Summit difference when it comes to pre-owned vehicles. No higher pressure sales gimmicks and all that garbage. Stacy and Matt want you to be treated the right way. Get the right vehicle, the right financing. Carbine truly built around you. Find out how. And take a look at the selection on the pre-owned. It's hard to find the right quality vehicle right now. Stacy and Matt have them. SummitAutoGRP.com. Start there when you're on your search. SummitAutoGRP.com. The Drive at 5 of the Nate Brown Show. We'll have Jake Sorensen on here in a little bit. Jake Sorensen's with 93.7 The Ticket out of Lincoln, Nebraska. Little Husker talk tonight. They just picked up a big recruit, four-star wide receiver, 6-5, burner. What's the story? Mickey Joseph is the interim head coach. Is he the guy that brought this kid in? Then, then what happens? We'll get into that. Jake Sorensen coming up from Lincoln. Talking Huskers. They have Illinois this week. That's, that's, that's a toughie. It's a tough one. Never thought I'd say that, but it's a tough one. 720-1067 is our number. You can be a part of the program that way. Also, the Barons-Wilson text line, 720-1067. Same number. You can text the show on the Barons-Wilson text line. We've talked some high school football quite a bit here with Rapid City Central. Now we want to go to this because uh, I, I looked at this and I thought, okay, I love talking high school sports and, and expectations and accountability and the whole thing. So let's go to high school football Alabama. You can find this video if you want to find it. Dothan High School. Dothan High School. D-O-T-H-A-N for you. Dothan High School. They take their football serious in Alabama. We know this, okay? So here's what happened. Game's going on. They have a long pass play. 
one of the assistant coaches. He's a volunteer assistant. He's been at this program over 40 years. I mean, this is, this is the all-timer. This is the all-time guy. Volunteer assistant. He does everything from equipment to, to water to all that stuff, okay? He's been with this program in Alabama over 40 years, this volunteer assistant. He gets a little bit on the field during the play. It's a long pass play. He gets a little bit on the field, and the ref calls sideline interference. Now, if you've been on the sidelines of a football game, you know what I'm talking about. Get back behind the white line. <laughs> you know, the get back guy. Get back. you got to stay back. So this volunteer assistant coach at Dothan High School, Alabama, got a little bit on the field, got a flag for sideline interference. It did not wave off the touchdown. They, they, they scored a touchdown Friday night, okay, this past Friday. They scored a touchdown. But the head coach at Dothan High School, this is a first-year head coach at this school, Jed Kennedy, there's video of him. He runs up the sideline with the referee. He sees the flag fly. He... He shoves the volunteer assistant coach to the ground pretty hard. I mean, I'll just describe it for you. I'll just say that. Pretty hard because he's frustrated. It, his volunteer assistant's kind of on the, on the field a little bit. He knows we're going to get sideline interference. He runs down. Boom! An emotional, an emotional shove. Knocks him down. Knocks him over. That first-year head coach, Jed Kennedy, knocks over the, the volunteer assistant that's been there over 40 years. And there's a big issue here. The video's viral. The coach is meeting with the superintendent, the principal, the whole thing. What they've decided was they've suspended the coach for one game. They say that's in the best interest. They've suspended him for one game. Okay? So I ask you, I ask you, what should happen to that coach? What? That's, that's all my question, okay? <laughs> I just think about this from a from a realistic standpoint, okay? I coach little fourth-grade girls basketball. Boy, it's intense, I'll tell you. Um, so sometimes I get into the game, okay. Yeah. I kind of have a guy that coaches with me, right? Sometimes he's there, and we're both, you know, you know um, let's say competitive. Should we say that? We're both <laughs> very, very professional, Okay. But we're both competitive. That would be like him getting on the court. We're going to get a call. And I go down in front of the fourth grade girls and I shove them to the court. I shove them to the court. I mean, that's, un that's unbelievable. That's, I mean, people, people in this uh, day and age, they say, well, I got caught up in the emotion, you know. I mean, I, I'm not going to read you all the quotes from the coach, Jed Kennedy, Dothan High School, Alabama, but... He apologized, and he apologized to the players, and he apologized to the volunteer assistant. We were talking about an all-timer here, a volunteer assistant. It's over 40 years at the school, and um, the, the head coach that's coming up shoves him to the ground, to the ground. It wasn't like kind of a little push, you know, hey, get back. I can't believe you got us a flag. It's a shove to the ground. That's ridiculous. I mean, can we finally just say, you know, it's kind of like, oh, well, you know, it, it happens. It, you know, it, people say, oh, it happens. It's emotional. Sports, man, they're emotional. And we just lose our dang minds. It's absurd. The coach got uh, popped for one game. I ask you, should it be one game or uh, done coaching for the season? I just threw it out to, to the audience here. What do you think? What do you think? 54% of the audience voting today to keep the one-game suspension. 
keep the one-game suspension for the head coach who shoved his assistant <laughs> all the way to the ground. You can watch the video. I watched it numerous times. I'm like, oh, did you just kind of tell him to get back or maybe the guy tripped a little bit? No, I mean, he drilled him. He drilled him. Um, 54% of you say keep the one-week suspension. 46% of you say should be done coaching for the season. I hate to see it. Again, it's, it's another one of those things. We lose our minds. There's not huge accountability. I'm not going to say the guy should never coach again. I'm not, I'm not going to go down that road. People make big mistakes. He said, I made a mistake. That one, you got to take a second look. You got to say, that's, 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 a, that's a problem. Adult on adult, coach on coach, and we throw them to the ground. Can we all just dial it in a little bit, dial it back just a touch? You want expectations. What if that was one of the kids? That, that's just a question I have. What if it was one of the kids? Well, everybody would lose their mind, right? They'd lose, you, people would lose their mind. Oh, he tossed the player to the ground. The, the, 40, the guy that's been there 40 years, uh, you know, he, he didn't really want the coach to be suspended that long. I, 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 I don't care. Let's all dial it back just a touch. Jake Sorensen's in next. 93-7, the ticket. Lincoln. What do we think about Mickey Joseph? Did he get one of the biggest recruits to come to Nebraska? We'll discuss it next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company reminds you fall is not the time to be backing off on your lawn care. In fact, it's a very important time of the season for your lawn. First off, fall is the most important time to fertilize your lawn. We recommend Warren's Best Lawn Fertilizer. It's specially formulated for Black Hill soils. Fall is also a great time to get control of those lawn weeds with the right lawn herbicide that you need for fall weed control. Or you can call Warren Chemical for custom application. Give us a call. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company, 342 Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Mainly clear skies tonight with lows around 31. Westerly winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. 55 tomorrow, a blend of clouds and sun. Chance for scattered rain showers tomorrow night. Lows level off around 34. Mainly cloudy skies. Lots of sunshine Thursday with highs around 55. 62 Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 50. Hey, Cobbler and Raider fans, you can now show your school spirit and earn money for your booster club. It's easy to get your Raider or Cobbler custom designed debit card today from Highmark Credit Union. Simply open a Highmark free basic checking account and get your Raider or Cobbler debit card. Plus, each swipe will earn money for your booster club. Show your school spirit and support the Raiders and Cobblers with a custom designed debit card. Visit HighmarkFCU.com. The cars, trucks, and SUVs you're looking for are at Denny Menhall Rushmore Honda. Shop imports and domestics, many local one-owner trade-ins, plus the area's best selection of pre-owned Hondas and Honda certified pre-owned. With qualified credit, buy with no money down, and get financing available as low as 1.99% APR. Great prices and low finance rates make now the best time to buy. See Denny Menhall Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. Finance rate available on select Honda certified pre-owned. Length of contract is limited. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. 
Hey, welcome back into the Drive at Five on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. The Drive at Five, driven by Summit Automotive Group. When it comes to pre-owned selection, look first at summitautogrp.com. It's Jake Sorensen tonight. Jake's in from 93.7 The Ticket. Lincoln. Talk some Huskers. Illinois, Nebraska. Yeah, I'll get to that, but there's news on the recruiting trail. Find him on Twitter at 937 Jake Sorensen, live from Lincoln, Nebraska. Jake, how are you? I'm doing well, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good, man. How do you feel about your Miami Dolphins? How do you feel? Well, great start to the season. Nice three wins against the Patriots, Ravens, and Bills. And then they decide to lose to the Bengals and the Jets and the Vikings, which is not cool. But a nice <laughs> win against the Steelers on Sunday night. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty by any means, but four and three will take it. This You'll point take, you're in the mix? You're in the mix? We're, we're in the mix. How, how are you feeling about your pizza party there at the Broncos? Um, don't go there. Don't go there. Okay. I knew you. I mean, I, I'm surprised you even know about that pizza party, but let's, let's not go there. Um, all right, man. Let all me right. get into the Huskers. Uh, before we talk some football this year, the big news is the Huskers get Malachi Coleman, wide receiver, number 67 ranked player in the entire country, four stars from Lincoln right there. So you're right there first. Um, you know, he says he says out there, I'm staying home. He's announced his commitment to go to Nebraska. He's going to stay right there. First, how good is he in the Lincoln High School football piece? Well, he's really good. I mean, I think last year he was even better because he had a quarterback named Noah Walters that's now at North Alabama. Had a great year down there as a freshman quarterback, actually. Uh, this year the numbers haven't quite been there for him, but he's still a good player. you, you got to realize in Nebraska, you know, he's, an elite player, like you said, a top 100 player in the country. They're, they're double and triple teaming him at times, so it's really hard for him to put up those stats as a receiver. Uh, he's made a decent impact defensively this season, so the stats aren't going to be as pretty as they were last year when he really got recognized, but he's good. And I, I think that um, you know, about six months ago, he probably was not going to be a Nebraska player. He was looking at Georgia and USC and, and schools like that, and uh, Mickey Joseph's kind of been the – the, the guy behind his interest in Nebraska and getting him is, is a big get for the Oscars. Okay, so I'll go down that road now. Mickey Joseph, he's recruiting Malachi Coleman, big-time wide receiver, you know, stays right there in Lincoln. He's going to go play for the Huskers is the deal. Mickey's the interim coach. So how complicated is this uh, situation now? You can't be hiring or firing coaches based on one player, but how complicated could that be? Yeah, I don't think it comes down to Malachi. I think it, it's the fact that what's going to make it tough for Trev, Trev Alberts, the AD, is, is the fact that Mickey is actively recruiting and recruiting well. It's not just Malachi Coleman. It's, he, he, Nebraska's had two bye weeks since he's been the interim coach. He's been down in Louisiana and other places recruiting his butt off, uh, just trying to make sure that he gets people, you know, kids lined up to come to Nebraska. So he, he's acting as if he's going to be – on the staff next year is either the head coach or if they can work out a deal for whoever comes in to make him on the staff with uh, you know, with Nebraska, then I, I think he wants to be here. But the thing is, if if he ends up getting this team to a bowl game, they've got three more wins to go. If they get to a bowl game and they don't hire him as the head coach, it's going to get I'm with you. It's going to get very complicated with the search and, and how this goes because he is a vital part of getting good talent to the state seen by your top receiver, Trey Palmer, was followed him from LSU to Lincoln. So we know Mickey can recruit. Um, the coaching element we're figuring out for a head coach, but so far he's 2-2 two and two as a head coach, and, and that's 
better than they were doing with Scott Frost. Yeah, that's right. Jake Sorensen on tonight talking Mickey Joseph, this Malachi Coleman kid, Lincoln wide receiver, a star, number 67-ranked player in the country, commits to Nebraska, staying right there at home. Uh, 93-7 the ticket, and Lincoln Jake's on in the morning with Steve Sipple. So I look at it and I say, has Trev Alberts kind of made up his mind on Mickey? What does your gut say? We don't know, but what do you say? Boy, it's a good question. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'd say this for sure. I, I know he'd like to have Mickey on the staff next year in some capacity. Now, the, now the question is going to be, like I said, if they get the six wins, Mickey's going to say, "Hey, I, I should be the head coach here." You know, uh, you might want me to stick around as a, a assistant coach or receivers coach, but I think I'm better than that. So I don't know if he has. I would, like I said, I think for sure he wants him back in some capacity, but it has to be if Mickey, you know, uh, sticks around if he wants to, if he doesn't get hired as head coach. So yeah, it, it's a really interesting situation. And if it's, if you're Mickey, it's really win-win. You know, if, if, if you win out, if you win to get to a bowl game, you're probably hired. If, if you don't, I mean, you're still going to be on the staff here. And if not, you'll be still sought after somewhere across the country. So he, he's really in a good situation no matter what happens here. But I, I don't know for Trev. It, it's it's going to be a very interesting next month ahead in terms of how this goes because it will matter a lot, the win and loss record okay. the next five yeah. games. Yeah, I'm wondering because Husker fans right now, Jake, what's the pulse? Tell me what the Husker fans think. What percentage of them, for example, what percentage of Husker fans really like Mickey right now? What'd you say? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I feel like if you look back when Mickey was named interim coach, you know, the names you wanted to talk about were Urban Meyer, you want to talk about all, you know, Matt Rule, coaches right, like that. Right. But if you look at kind of, you know, there's, there's all sorts of different polls that go out there every day on Twitter from Husker fans. And it feels like Mickey does have, he kind of has the pulse right now. I think people like the fact that. They were competitive in that loss to Purdue, you know, even though they, they didn't have the ball for very long. They were scoring high volume with Trey Palmer and Casey Thompson. And um, there's still mega concerns about the defense, which is not his fault. He inherited that defense and doing the best they can with what they have. But, I mean, yeah, I think people like the energy he provides. I love his energy, to, to be frank with you. He's really, um, you know, I, I think Scott was really put offish. He didn't really want to be – Seen by the media was very um, just you know just didn't want to be around. And Mickey's in, embracing that. He likes being seen at football games and recruiting kids locally and, and recruiting kids out of state. Um, and he's really you know they, they t- said today that he was actually early to his press conference today for the for this that never happens for any coach. He was excited to be there. So um, yeah, I, I think he's got a a, a good pulse of Husker country and. That will only grow and grow if he gets some more wins the rest of the season. Malachi Coleman, uh, star wide receiver from Lincoln, is going to go play uh, for the Huskers. Been ranked as a four-star wide receiver um, going to Nebraska. Now, interesting situation with Mickey Joseph, the interim head coach. Jake Sorensen on before I let you run. It's Illinois coming in this week. And I look at it, I'm like, Illinois ranked number 17. These guys, you know, I didn't think I'd, I'd see that. And so Illinois has been getting things rolling. I have a feeling the Huskers can win this Saturday. I don't know why, but I have that feeling. What do you see in the matchup? Yeah, they can win. The, the, the key is this. Well, it, like you said, Nate, who could have thought before the season that Illinois would be six and one overall, three to one in conference play with wins over Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Iowa doing so? Uh, it, it's, it's really unheard of what Brett Bielema is doing. He's doing a great job. But Chase Brown's been a great running back. Tommy DeVito's been good at quarterback. But the story is their defense. I mean, they, their numbers are incredible. I mean, they're first in 
the, the Big Ten is second in the country in both pass and rush defense, first in nationally in overall defense. Wow. And they don't give up third down conversion. They're, they're first in red zone defense. It, it's just incredible. They give up like eight something, eight point something points per game. So, I mean, that's in Illinois. We're not talking Michigan or Ohio State. Illinois is the top defense in the country. So, we'll see. I mean, Nebraska is going to have to find a way to overcome their, you know, their bad offensive line play to extend some drives. Because if you go back to that Purdue game, you know, the way they they, they scored was deep passes to Trey Palmer. And Illinois is going to come in and say, okay. We know what you want to do. We're not going to let you throw that deep ball. So can Nebraska get any push to allow Anthony Grant to get some yards and, and extend some drives? Um, but if not, I mean, Illinois looks pretty dang good. But, yeah, my question has been this week, Nate, is this. Is, is can a team that's been a perennial underdog and, and you know, doormat of the Big Ten, can they, can they switch that mode and realize they're the hunted now, they're the target as an eight-point favorite coming in on Saturday – can they embrace that, or does it get to their head? So because of that, yes, Nebraska has a chance, but the stats would indicate heavily that Illinois should win this football game. But that is why they play the game. Yeah, I just I just have a weird feeling. I mean, I can't uh, pinpoint Nebraska football this year. I've tried. I've been way no off. No one can. Yeah. No one can. I just have a feeling. I'm like, yeah, they've been better, and then something tells me Illinois is going to stumble one of these times. I, I don't know. I think it could happen this weekend. Illinois comes into Nebraska. Huskers uh, coverage from Jake Sorensen. He's on in the morning on 93.7 The Ticket. Lincoln, 937 Jake Sorensen on Twitter. Jake, thanks for stopping in. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, Nate. Thanks a lot. Jake Sorensen tonight on the Nate Brown Show talking Mickey Joseph. Huskers, the big star, Malachi Coleman, wide receiver out of Lincoln, Right there, stays home. He said he wasn't going to go to Nebraska six months ago. Some things, you know, shifted, changed, and now uh, the four-star wide receiver commits to Nebraska this week. Number 67 player in the country overall. And now Mickey Joseph trying to win some games to make it tough on Trev Alberts, the AD. What should they do? This is uh, really intriguing, intriguing. All right, the Nate Brown Show tonight on a Tuesday shortened version I'm out. I'm going to send you to the Odd Couple just a little bit early, but no worries. Take a look at the lineup tonight. The Nate Brown Show podcast going up here tonight. You can listen to Neil Cruz, Rapid City Central, former head football coach, long extended interview, talked about a lot of interesting things from taking over the program and the struggles, the challenges. We talked to Neil Cruz. We had Craig Maddock on from SDPB Sports in Sioux Falls. It was a solid Tuesday show. The Nate Brown Show podcast going up tonight. You can download it where you find your podcast, and of course at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. We're back tomorrow at 4 with a jam-packed program. The Odd Couple's on next.